Hollywood rehashing another franchise after a 20-plus year hiatus. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure 3. It could happen. It most likely will happen. But should it happen? Pacific Rim and Ready Player One are both out now. And yes, we've seen them. Infinity Wars is coming, and so is the first appearance of Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Carol Danvers, or is it Ms. Marvel, or Ms. Marvel? Oh wait, I mean Shazam! Join us as we get to the bottom of this character, or character's, origin story. All of this and more on the Geek Underground. Get plugged in. Rock, paper, scissors, 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 sc
and graphics that have you wondering whether you're looking at a pinup girl or a pineapple, um, this might be the system for you. Now, I'll be told – oh, come on. You, th- those graphics were terrible, though. But I'll be told it's a very nice addition to the throwback systems hitting the market, the, the Super Nintendo, uh, the NES, with the only complaints I'm hearing so far is the joystick controller is relatively subpar compared to the original. It's a little squishy, and it's not quite But the thing good. is I don't get – I had a quick look at this because I didn't realize it was coming out. And it's mini. When we say mini, I mean this thing used to be a full-size keyboard and some because obviously there was a cassette player in the side of it. And now it literally can fit on the palm of your hand. Well, have you seen the, the NES and the Super Nintendo throwback consoles? Yeah, they're, but they're they tiny. didn't have a full keyboard on top. No. Is the full and keyboard still included on top? Yeah. You've got a, like, yeah, and it's tiny. So okay. No, it's not like a cell phone keyboard. Like the this is kick. like... Remember the sidekick would no, slide No, out no, no, no. Yeah, I know. But this actually has keys, like a proper <laughs> keyboard keys. So I don't know how that's going to work because... You used to have to type stuff in, like, all the time, and that's just tiny. Especially just if your brother had to type two pages of code just to get it to go... Is yeah, that, I know. That's all he did? Okay, yeah. it'll take a lot longer. That was an entire, like, Saturday morning. Oh, <laughs> all right, go. <laughs> okay, so the next one we've got coming up, X-Men Dark Phoenix, which I'm super excited about, has now been pushed back from this November to next February, which doesn't make me happy. And then the New Mutants... Mutants. Mutants. Not mutants. Not mutants. Um, has been pushed back till August um, <laughs> because Dark Phoenix is doing reshoots for the third act of the movie. And that causes that's making sure that it's coming under budget and wow, 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 wow. We just want Dark Phoenix. Taking, they keep pushing it back. It's so aggravating. It so aggravating. Because this has been one of my favorite stories, one of the long awaited. I, th- I think yeah. all of us that grew up with the cartoon series as well. Yeah. We remember watching the Dark Phoenix saga and the Space Jammers yeah, and all Corsair yeah. and all the awesome stuff. A lot of which I think will be brought into Infinity Wars. But uh, that, that does kind of frustrate me. It's annoying. Very annoying. And now for those fans of Ready Player One, we're going to talk about this a little bit later. Uh, Just one thing that I thought was really neat is IGN has posted a review of the five biggest book-to-movie changes. We will discuss those in a non-spoiler way, as non-spoilers we can get later. Uh, But if you don't mind lots of spoilers, the IGN review does have spoilers in it, and we'll have a link of that on our comment section. Okay. Next one, Black Panther. No, I'm not a big Black Panther fan. I'm sorry, people, if you don't agree with me. It's not a political thing or anything else. I just did not enjoy the movie. However, it's it just become the top-grossing superhero movie. And I do not get this. I really don't get it. I'm sorry. I just... I just... I don't get it. It was... I sat there and was like, oh, come on. I, I was really... I mean... There, there, were, there were a couple sequences where we just kind of looked at each other in the movie theater and we're... It's not like we weren't enjoying ourselves. It just it felt was like it was pretty, and I liked some uh, of the characters, times. and you know, some of the action scenes were really cool. But overall, it was like we've done this. Yeah, how many times do we have to do and this? Sure we'll own it. We'll, we'll buy it when it comes out on on a, on a yeah. digital download. We'll have it. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, well, good for it. I mean, can you <laughs> apl- I applaud it. It's just still. It's better than the Transformers movies that have come out in recent years that have hit True. a billion. I don't think we've time. still seen the new No, we haven't seen the last night yet. Ah. Um, now, Square Enix has Hitman Sniper. For those that have played, a lot of you have. that. It's been downloaded 10 – well, there's been 10 million uh, players for that. 
um, and having surpassed that 10 million player mark, they're celebrating by giving the game away for free until April 4th. So you have until the 4th of April if you want to download it and try it out. It's a competitive mobile shooter. Uh, and so if you want to see what all the fuss is about at a price point that is good for most people, which is, well, free. Yeah, free is uh, good. And then have a look. And again, I have a, I have a, I have a link. I, I thought it was Square Enix. Did I say what did I say? Enix. Oh, Square. I apologize. I think it's Enix. Okay. Just so we can, you know, get it right there. I apologize. Uh, the next big thing, which is making me very happy, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter are going to come back for another one, I guess. Uh, the director, producers, scripts are ready. They're looking like it's going to be a done deal. We're both, you know, obviously both of them are now in their 50s. Um, it could be an adventure with a senior discount. Oh <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, these, these, uh, and this is not a, <laughs> I guess it's not a reboot necessarily, but, but it's a continuation of the story. But do you when think they're you actually going to be able to play guitar now, finally? Actually, that's true. They might actually <laughs> now know how to play guitar. You know, it was really, really endearing back in the 80s but i don't know how endearing it's going to be now i don't i don't get all of these continuations they're not reboots but these continuations like indiana jones and the crystal skull where you bring the same cast back and it's 20 30 years later and it just it just doesn't feel the same i mean crystal skull was not a movie that i enjoyed for for many many reasons on many many levels i'm gonna disagree with you there but that's okay. The only reason that we have that movie in our house is because we are collectors, and so things have to be complete. Because we had one, two, and three, I allowed four to come into the house. If we did not have one, two, and three, we probably would not own Crystal Skull. And you probably can't disagree with me on that. <laughs> actually, I can, because I actually went and bought a copy. I did buy it at a charity shop. I will point that out right now, because I wanted to see it again, and we haven't got it on the hard drive. But I do enjoy watching that movie. Most because I'm a big Shia LaBeouf fan, and I like my Shia LaBeouf. His role was terrible in it, though. I liked him. And swinging with the monkeys. No, this, that, that anyway, movie should not have happened. let's go okay. back to Bill and Ted. But anyway. Now, what they might actually do with this is they might actually focus on their kids, as opposed to them being the focal points of the story. So possibly they've had they had their wives, they had their babies, didn't their babies come out of the last one? Yes, they okay, did. So, so now you have 20-plus-year-old children attached to these characters that will have to be in the movie, I'd assume. So there's, there, there could so be some way. So we have the wild stallions and the wild foals? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the wild ponies. And lastly, <laughs> no, the apocalypse is not upon us. But yes, the sky is falling this weekend. Actually, I think it's going to be on Easter. Let's Ooh. celebrate with a bang. The Chinese space station that's been out of control since 2016 is finally coming down. I know this really isn't a geeky thing, but you know what? Something falling from space. Ten meters long, eight tons. This sounds like a sci-fi movie. It's not going to be it Armageddon. And luckily, I guess now, based on the trajectory, it will hit the ocean somewhere. So the odds of any debris hitting population centers is highly unlikely. Well, really slim to none, if not none. So, so yes, sky is falling, but no, no apocalypse. Okay. Oh, and I did have one more, though. Okay. There is one more thing in our weekly highlights I'd like to touch on. And that is the Sharknado franchise is finally coming to an end with the sixth installment. And to me, that is... <laughs> That is six movies too many. Six movies too many. You have not seen any of them I've apart from number of, two. No, you've seen, seen number two because I made you watch bits. it. You have not seen the other ones. I've seen bits. 
that is so not right. I mean, great that number six is coming because I, I'm always How happy. How did they get to number six? Because they're no amazing. Idea. How they got to six movies? Because they're brilliant. No, you've got the Meg coming out. You can focus on the Meg, no. Jason Statham with a 70 meter shark. I want shark. sharks with hurricanes and tornadoes. No, you're going to have Jason Statham riding a shark like riding the sandworms in Dune. Okay, that, that's, wanted, that's what no, you're going to have in the Meg. No, that's what ride you a want. Shark. That's I a, want him to punch it in the face. <laughs> it's a 70 foot shark. You can, okay, Sharknado is fun. It's so fun. And I like them. And you know what? I want to see what else they can do because we've had the, the water shark NATO, like Hurricane NATO. We've had the nuclear NATO. We've had a dust NATO. We've had a fire NATO. What are they going to come out with next? I'm excited. That it was just the shark bites back. The shark bite. No. Come on. We had that wonderful. We had a really great conversation that went on for like two days about like names for the next Sharknado movies, which was amazing. I think I have it saved somewhere because it was so fun. And it just, there are so many out there. If you've got one, you know, post it on. We've got Facebook now. So post it on our Facebook. You know, Sharknado 6, what should it be called? That's true. Okay. On Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, we are The Geek UG. Yes. You need to find us and tell us us. because there is amazingness Uh, that can go with this. We have all of these articles will be in our comment section. If any of them (laughs) struck a nerve with you, you want to check it out, check them out there. And you can see what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, So that covers our weekly news roundup. I think we saved the best of our stories for our geeking out. But yeah. I, I just wanted to take a minute here again, back back to me, because I'm sitting here and I'm hurting. Do you understand that when you're cut open, things don't work the same? Okay? I can't pee. Do you understand? I can't. It takes me 10 <laughs> minutes are we to talking pee. talking about Everything hurts. This. You can't push. You just release and gravity happens. Because it's a Sean. podcast. This is a podcast that we have, and if Sean. you can't talk about it Sean. on your podcast, your post-op bladder Sean. problems, why even have a podcast? Sean. You, you can't you can't tell me that I don't know. All if right, not dude. Here then where? <laughs> I don't. You can't tell me two C sections, a laparoscopy, and my gallbladder out. Yes. You cannot tell me about the pain. You don't even understand a an infinitesimal little piece of what the pain really is. Oh, you didn't have to go through Stop. childbirth. You had two C sections. It was easy for you. And this is the sound of him getting things thrown at him. <laughs> Oh, that was a breadstick. Shouldn't throw breadsticks in the studio. No, those can be eaten later. <laughs> don't waste our good food. <laughs> Shut up. And don't make me laugh. That hurts. That hurts. <laughs> Ouch. You deserve that. I know. Okay. Can we get to the geeking out, please? Yes. Uh, one of the reasons I love... This comic world is because of how much the actors that play the characters love it. Why are you laughing at me? This is part of my build-up to the geeking out. Because I just asked you, let's go to the geeking out, and now we've got this second diatribe. It's not a diatribe, because every time I go on the own and I look things up on Chris Evans and Chris Pratt, I see them going to children's hospitals dressed as their characters, talking about how much they, they love their characters, and they're candid about how much they enjoy what they do, the worlds they're a part of. Uh, that it isn't just work to them. And so many of the people that, that work on these movies as well, and not just Marvel movies, but just th- this whole geekdom, uh, uh, comics and TV shows, that their fans themselves, when you hear these directors talk about how they picked up one of these projects because they're such fans of the property. Uh, and, and again, back to the reason why we're here, if the actors are allowed to be massive fans, why can't we? 
And again, I, I look at the UK. I look at the United Kingdom when I say this, just because so many teens that I talk with and students in schools that I talk with say they just can't be themselves. They can't proudly display that. But when you do, when you're able to proudly display the things that you love, it's going to encourage other people to do the same, to be themselves, because that, that's, that's the best thing that you can be. And I know it can be hard, but you can't let the voices of the people that care nothing for you be the voices that control you. And I think that, that that's a powerful thing that we need to recognize and understand is it's the people that love us, the community, the community of geek, the community at Comic-Cons, the community that you can find just about anywhere if you look. There are these people that love the same things that you do. Uh, and again, one of my favorite quotes, I've said this before, I'm not sure if I've said it on this podcast. Uh, it's by an American director, Kevin Smith, and he says, the only currency you have in this world is you, is your story. And okay. It's, and, and don't devalue that story. Don't devalue it by, by not being you. We all have an amazing thing to say uh, just just by being ourselves. Okay. So that is what I want to remind you of why we're here. We want to encourage you just, just to, to the geekness that, that is in you is, is a geekiness that should be allowed to be let out. You know, you know we, could, we could have just stopped that entire little rant as, as heartfelt and, and warming as it was and just said, be unique. We haven't said that yet. You know what? I went out down the town today with a Harry Potter hat, a BB-8 t-shirt, and a Decepticons jacket, and I was happy. Oh. I was like, yes, power to the geeks. I'm rocking my bullet bill belt buckle. Yeah, but it's covered up only... by your Switchfoot shirt. Oh, Switchfoot's okay. They're, they're an all right band. But hey, bullet bill, still bullet bill, and typically yeah. I do have my geeky shirt on. Uh, j- just, just remember that I know it's hard. In schools, I know it's hard with, with pe- because people they just they like to make fun of things they don't understand or they don't really know much about. Mm-hmm. And so, be you, be unique. Yep. Yes. Now, geeking out. So, geeking out this week, I've got a couple of like movie uh, reviews because we went and saw Pacific Rim just for you guys. We went and saw Pacific Rim up- Uprising, um, and we went and saw it before Sean had his. Uh, gallbladder out so he couldn't complain and everything else um overall really entertaining movie giant monsters giant robots having a big fight i mean what else that's pretty awesome right there really good can't um, complain much I no think. you can't there's a nice twist in the middle um but yeah, trying to give too many spoilers out no i'm just saying there's a nice little... twist in the middle okay that's all i'm gonna leave it there yeah, at what but... point can we give spoilers out we're, i mean we're a week out do we give people a month before we actually start I talking don't about know. Is, is there the statute of limitations on okay, when we're not gonna give you seen... we're not gonna give you m- m- big spoilers here okay there might be mini spoilers here okay um i've got to say though if it wasn't for john boyega this movie would just take a nosedive and fall flat completely Boyega is just, uh, he's just infectious. There's something about that guy who's just, you can't help but like him. You just want to be his friend. Yeah, but but even without Boyega, you still have giant robots fighting giant monsters. Yeah, but you could just go and watch RoboJocks. You, you could. Power Rangers. But wasn't RoboJocks just, mo- just robots against robots? Yeah. So you're leaving the giant monster aspect out. You have to have the giant okay. monsters. Power Rangers? Yes. Okay. But no. Yeah. I never got into Power Rangers. I'm sorry. The only one that I really enjoyed was the one that James Vanderbeek did, that 15-minute dark. Oh, yeah. No, that was Katie amazing. If you haven't seen yes. that one, uh, even if you don't like Power Rangers. Look, Actually, look, the look new Power Rangers, Rangers movie was pretty – and it has Katie Sackhoff in it. Yes. I love my Katie Sackhoff. If you don't know Katie Sackhoff, she played – was she the ba- – 
she was in Terminator. No, that was somebody else. No, what was her she first thing before Bionic... Battlestar Galactic? Bionic Woman. Well, it wasn't before Battlestar. Was it during? It was after Battlestar. Oh, she was in Battlestar Galactica. And that then was her was first in... big role. Okay. And then she was in the Bionic Woman as the bad Bionic Woman oh, for a little Summer while. Glau that was the bad Terminator. Terminator. Okay. Yeah, and then she was in yeah and Terminator Chronicles. Sarah. Sarah Connor. Yeah, that thing. Anyway, so John just makes the movie. He really does. Uh, You look forward to it. I mean, Scott Eastwood's in it. And I mean, looking so much like his dad, it's not even canny any longer. Um, And Kaylee Spaney, who is really sweet. She plays a young girl who's making her own um, Jaeger and then gets caught and, and brought into the training program. And that's all right at the very beginning yeah, of the yeah. movie, so it's not spoiling um, she does. They there. both do a really, really good job supporting, but they're just really outshone by Jaeger, really are. Yeah, John um, Boyega, he, he's a character. I just, I just heard him on... You just look forward to him in oh, every scene. He just did a, an interview with Chris Hardwick on The Nerdist, and he is just so engaging. Yeah. You just want to keep listening to him talk. He's got so many amazing things to say. Yeah. Uh, it's, so, so, yes, I, I agree with the fact You can just tell there was one scene where, I mean, you can tell he's ad-libbing some of the, the, some of the lines in the movie, and at one point he's trying to get the girl to shut up, and how does he put it, you know, take your top, your top lip and your lip. bottom lip and bring them closer yeah. together, something like that. <laughs> and it just, and you could just see him saying this for real. You knew he was ad-libbing it. It wasn't kind of, it was completely natural and it was just hilarious. Um, but anyway, Bern Gorman and Charlie Day replies their roles as Gottlieb and Newt. If you've seen the first ones, the you know those. Science, yeah. scientists that they bring helping. their sciencey nonsense back in and they lighten a lot of tension. But there's some massive plot holes um, Charlie Hunnam's completely just been I, erased. I that. They, they don't even mention his character at all. No, Beckett was the guy who basically destroyed the the hole and you know blew up the the stuff in the first place. I mean, you've they talk about Idris Elba, Berger's dad. They talk about um, Rinko Kuichi's Makamori. She's been, you know, she's actually in the movie. They've got photos of Idris Elba everywhere, but yet Charlie Hunnam's actually Hunnam, yeah done he's gone there is no mention of him and that that. made no sense to me um and there little spoiler for you the one that really how little how little spoiler oh it just no i won't spoil it too much but it just just made me i was like oh my gosh you know what i hate movies where they take science and they just go it's a movie we don't have to follow physics (laughs) sorry armageddon oh hate Oh, Armageddon, just... Why mm. do you hate Armageddon? Nine and a half minutes, nine and a half Gs for 11 minutes. No, you would not be able to scream. You would not be able to breathe. You would be done. And they were doing that for 11 minutes. I mean, under a minute, no breathing. No, no screaming, nothing. Stupid Armageddon. Okay, but hold on. Well, b- b- before you blow Bad a blood Armageddon. vessel here, <laughs> you, ha- you have to remember our source material. Okay, what, what we are looking at a movie of giant robots versus okay, giant I know. But here's, here's, here's the thing that really made me cross. So that? this Jaeger oh. is launched into the upper atmosphere, okay? So it can fall back down and attack another one of the, the big monsters, okay? Okay, fair enough. Get that? Fine. Problem is, is that the, the pilot cockpit in the head where the two of them are sitting with their flimsy little suits on, the glass on it has been smashed, so the okay. head is wide open. So right? they, okay. yeah, they're coming back down to Earth 
the entirety of the Jaeger is on fire because it's coming through the atmosphere and they're just like la 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 let's go really faster let's make it do this let's make it do okay first no, off I don't think they were burning singing lolly lolly la in the movie no, they so for weren't. those that watch it don't get upset if you don't see them singing in the cockpit you're not but y- you know what it's just <laughs> like these flimsy little suits would not protect them monsters from the flaming I know giant monsters versus giant I robots I get this but still <laughs> That's why I was laughing at people that made fun of G.I. Joe saying it was unrealistic when the movie came out. And I I would look at people. Did you watch the cartoon? This is a movie about the cartoon of G.I. Joe. And And knowing (laughs) is half the battle. Come on, you you can't can't mock it that much. I know. I'm just saying, though. I mean, overall, enjoyable movie. Me, I I know I'm a nitpicker. I am a nitpicker. I am a nitpicker. I understand this. But it's just those little things. It's like, if you'd have told us... Let's go back to Armageddon a minute. If you'd have said they were going at 7 Gs or 5 Gs or whatever it is, fine. But why did you have to say that? There was no literal reason for you to say that. And yet it completely broke the magic of the movie for me. Because maybe slingshotting around an asteroid of that mass at that it was proximity. the moon. Sorry, the moon. I was thinking there. And they've done that plenty of times. And they definitely don't go at nine I'm and a half just Gs. Saying, may- maybe that it would have actually been that many Gs. So but then they wouldn't have been to able science. to scream. Uh, potato, tomato, no. tomato, potato. Okay. Science uh, geeks, you know what I'm saying. Power to the science because it's just wrong. Giant robots versus okay. giant monsters so, in a movie. Uh, <laughs> coming next, the second thing. Um, we're going to just leave it there. Um, Emily Blunt. Oh, to get back to realism. Emily Blunt. Yes, realism. She's been teasing The Edge of Tomorrow 2. Highly realistic <laughs> movie, right? Oh, you're right, exactly. I can see an alien race no! that has they have time travel in oh their my blood. Gosh. This is okay, though. We're not going to argue about this. No, all. because there was no happens. science brought into this and made as fact. Yeah, they talked about the DNA that could go into humans, which, of course, it's going to be, it's just going to work across. We can take alien DNA right into us, and it's fine that we were going to yeah, assimilate no, that. why are you, oh, you're just being <laughs> annoying tonight. I'm just going to kick your stitches or something. Oh. No, it's just, it was, you know, I really... I really, really love Emily Blunt. I thought in the first one she was the perfect mix. Oh, that was, I'm not a big fan yeah, of Tom Cruise. I'm not a Tom Cruise fan either, but that was an amazing movie. Edge of Tomorrow. I liked The Mummy as well. I wanted to hate The Mummy, but I really enjoyed it. No, Tom Cruise is so infuriating that way, isn't oh, he? Oh, I know. You really, I don't know why, but I just, I, for some reason in the last couple of years, I just don't want to like his stuff, but I keep liking his stuff. No, I can't. I've got to be saying Mission Impossible's gone too far now. I'm just like, oh, not another one. Yeah, those kind of have gone the way of the Pierce Brosnan and James Bond. And the, with and the and the and the, the uh, random stuff they the, were coming uh, out what with. is the other one um Jack Reacher I can hold my breath for 7 minutes <laughs> he could that's actually that's not that far out of the the, the stretch of the realm of possibility it is here. completely possible but it is impossible for a man of his age to learn that in such a short amount of time he could have learned it before boo not no sorry yes there are some tom cruise movies i still enjoy I'm not a big fan of his, but I am really excited about The Edge yeah, of Tomorrow, Tomorrow 2. I don't know. Where are they going to go with it, though? They wiped this alien out. Well, Although they, they really didn't resolve if that DNA stuff is still in Tom Cruise. He, if, if he yeah. still has any remnants of the alien DNA, that, that was Well, never... Emily Blunt did, too, because she lost it, remember? No, she did. Well, so, no, I, I guess that, well, they, they both anyway, lost it. Sorry. In any case, they've come up with a script... Emily Blunt's excited about it, which means she's signed back on. Let's hope that Tom Cruise isn't signed back on and they pick somebody else. 
and then yeah, all good. No, Tom Cruise will still be there. And I, I think now we he, are gonna the movie will be better for it if he's there. Yeah, it, we are gonna that. talk about um, Ready Player One in a bit, yes. aren't we? Right. So I'm just gonna do my last thing. I had a go at PUBG. I downloaded. Okay, it. And, and first off, we need to recap last week a bit because there was the controversy surrounding PUBG yes. where. Uh, it came out that there were bots in the games. They weren't all people. Uh, and, and the number was as high as 75% of the opponents you're facing in PUBG are yeah. bots. And you're spending all this money to get upgrades and stuff. And then all you're doing is playing against majority of now, bots. Now, I've just downloaded it for free. I haven't paid you any playing, money. You were playing last week on the air. Yes, remember? I was. Yeah, when you should have in been In my underwear, apparently. To, what? Well, not your character was. Yes, okay, my yes. character was in her underwear. <laughs> so... I played through it once. PG show, honey. PG. And then I played through it a second time, and oh, I was just were. like, I was getting kind of used to what it was Nothing. doing and everything else. And um, third time, I kind of got into it, and I got first place. <laughs> now, I had a really good guy, and I know this is a real guy, um, as my teammate. And I've got to say, he was much better than me, and I only won because of him. But since then, I've actually kind of got the hang of it, and now I don't get any lower than, like, 16th out of the 100. Now, understandably, if 75% of those are bots, then you've got to say it's 16 out of 25. So I'm only a middling sort of place, but I have got first. I got the winner, winner, chicken dinner, and I, I saved the screenshot, so I'll have to stick it on Facebook or something so you can see it. Um, yeah, and I'm going to go was, with those I'd bot like numbers thank... being closer to 90, 95%. Oh, shut up. So I'd like to thank my teammate, Jamie. Set Jamie and a bunch of numbers. Set to roll over. I don't know who you are, but thank you shoot. very much for helping me to get there. number one. And they wave. Shoot me. And, um, shoot me. That's what all the bots Although, do. I mean, he probably was hanging around me because I was running around with a flak jacket in my undies. But I still appreciate him <laughs> for sticking by me. The only reason he stuck by you. If you're in a battle, a gun battle, and there's a woman next to you in her underwear wearing a flak jacket, you're not going anywhere. No. Well, you might, but... Yeah, I might, but you wouldn't. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I've played it a little bit more. Um, it's still on my phone. It didn't work on my iPad for whatever reason, and it's actually quite difficult on the phone because it's so tiny. You don't always see the people running up behind you. But I've got to say, I'm They're not... There. Well, I'm not a Call of Duty player. Running. I'm not any of those sort of players. And it is in, it's not a difficult game. So I'm not saying that I'm particularly great at it. I'm just saying that, um, yeah, I kind of know how to hide myself until the field is kind of down to the last few. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> and and then I come out with guns blazing and, and hope for the best. So, And you hope yeah. that bot's still just dancing and waving at yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, hey, shoot me. I'm set to easy. I've seen you play before. Yeah. Oh. But I have shoes and a hat and a shirt now. So I'm only waiting to uh, log in and get my trousers and then I'll be happy. That would be good. Yeah. That would be really good. Why, why don't, actually, let's go ahead and let's talk about Ready Player One right now. Yes. Though. Let's go ahead. and we, we actually saw this just hours ago. Yep. We watched this. I'll let you start. I will add okay. some thought because this is your geeking out moment. Okay. And then I will add some thoughts. So I discovered the book by finding it on Audible, actually, because Sean and I like listening to <laughs> audiobooks. So I started listening to it and I said to Sean, you've got to listen to this. You've got to listen to it. And the first thing is that you notice is that Will Wheaton is doing the the reading. And oh, so, he, so he good. really does an amazing job. Do you, you know what? We actually Will, search yeah. through Audible now for the books that he has um, narrated. And he picks good books. He does. He picks really good books. And we just like his narrating style. So all power to you, Will Wheaton. We love you. Um, so Ready Player One, I'd go with Armada, Red Shirts. 
and uh, what's the new one we just read? What or Fuzzy Nation no, or the Android's Dream? Android's it's weird. But, John Scalzi. Yes, weird, but it was good. Okay, anyway, okay. So let's go on. So anyway, um, but ready, f- phenomenal we book. Though. Phenomenal just book. Complete. I mean, I'm a Harry Potter fan. I'm an avid reader, and I've got to say, in terms of um, nerdy books and kind of like fan girling it out, this is probably my number one favorite novel. Of all time. The 80s pop culture, the way they weave the story through all it's of that. It's an amazing story. And my older brother, who probably hasn't cracked a book since grade school, uh, he, he yeah, actually... Yeah, we told him, you've got to listen, you've got to read this, and, and he's, he's like, kept nah. brushing us off for a while. And we're like, right, here's our Audible account, listen to it. And he listened to it like four, four times, times in a row. Oh, just, yeah, just kept, on the way to work, he's got an hour drive each yeah. way, so so he went through the book two those two or three times just in the yeah. first couple of weeks. Uh, really, really good read. But vastly different from the movie yeah so an amazing amazing book can't get across how good this book is but yes the movie i was really worried because i'd read a few things up about it and um obviously seeing the trailers i was like and i'm not the biggest spielberg fan i'm not gonna lie you know what i love jaws i love jurassic park but there's a lot of spielberg that i'm just like really dude come on you didn't like ai no So I was kind of worried, I'll be honest, and we went kind of intrepidly thinking this might be awful. This might be another Aragon. Yeah, again, any any book to movie adaptation, you're so concerned about the. You you know a lot's going to get left out. You know a lot's going to get changed. But we didn't know to what extent. And this is a 15 hour book, so we knew the likelihood is we're not going to get 15 hours worth of decent content here. But I've got to say. I've walked out and I really enjoyed the movie. Now, it was n- it was very, very, very changed from the book. There were some choices I didn't like at all, um, especially as um, if you know the book, there's keys and gates. And once they found the key, then they would go through the gate and the key would um, to get to the key. You'd have to do a challenge. And then the gates were a secondary challenge. And the gates were usually a challenge where they actually became a participant in an 80s movie. Like the first one is the War Games. And he actually became part of the War Games. He took the role of Matthew Broderick's character character and actually had to do the whole movie. Now that I understand. Um, So what they decided to do was chop the gates out entirely. So it was only the challenges leading up to the key. And the first challenge was completely different the second one they did do the movie thing but they chose a horror movie and it just it was kind of like the most off part of the book even though the first gate was you know the first key was so different it fell more in line with the book than this horror movie did and it was like knowing that his favorite movie was lady hawk and things like that the fact they actually picked the shining and it was it was and then jarring zombies and added zombies to it and it was like and so it's, huh. it's, it's one we were thinking of taking we have an eight and a nine-year-old and we thought about possibly taking yeah. it to it well the nine-year-old probably would have been okay the eight-year-old's a little more sensitive so if, if you do have smaller children we it, don't it, recommend it, is it. One that i wouldn't recommend it for for that scene there there's it's kind of an extended scene there as well and there's a later scene with uh, chucky which actually really wasn't too bad but no there is one major F-bomb. All PG-13s have their one F-bomb. Yeah, there was one F-bomb. There was one 
conductively sexual scene. It wasn't. There's no nudity. Anything, but no. it, it is a but sexual issue. There is there is some sexual stuff to it, and then obviously there's this quite horrific part to it, including a hotel full of blood and one of the characters getting washed away in this kind of river of blood and it is quite graphic let's just put it that way it was it's just like huh really and so you're, it wasn't they, yeah. they could have picked a different movie for, they could for have how they did the walk if you, and you the thing is your spielberg you could have picked jaws for goodness sakes you could have picked you know et there is a million movies you could have picked dude why pick the shining yeah. why it was like I mean, Sean made the point earlier to me. He's like, well, maybe he was picking stuff because it was stuff that they had, you know, access to. The, the licensing rights Seriously, to, or... why didn't you pick Indiana Jones then? You know, you have a million great movies out there that were 80s movies that you could have picked and you went with The Shining and it made no sense. And, and it, Seriously made no sense. And you understand that an action sequence in a book is, is going to be different than an action yeah. sequence in a movie. So, so you do need a change in the ways when you're reading a book or listening to a book, as it were. It, the way you get engaged is different, and so they have they have to change it somehow. But yeah. it, it was an interesting choice, and the way that I've been thinking about the difference. So, so again, on its own, it was a very good movie. Oh yeah, but the, the difference between the the book to the movie is kind of o- almost like the difference between Deep Impact and Armageddon, where you, you have the same plot line. Now, now, add the same characters, of course, across. You have the same feel, the same plot line, the same ending. So, so the overall feel of it is the same. However, just about every every aspect of the way you get from point A to point B was changed. All of the challenges were changed. No, the gates I would were changed. I would say it's even more than that. You've got let's do a Spielberg movie, Jaws and Sharknado. The book is Jaws. The movie is Sharknado. <laughs> All right, I can see that. So so for those that, that were really hoping for a very accurate depiction from the book, you're going to be disappointed. But You're and, going to enjoy the movie. But you I will. promise you. you even ha- you if have you're have to a, separate yourself Because we're, we're book, book fanatics. We love this book. And I still walked out saying, I really enjoyed that movie. I'm really looking forward to watching it again, and I'd quite like to watch it in 3D. It, but the 3D would be very cool with that movie. 3D would be super so if, cool if in that movie. If you have the opportunity, watch that one in 3D. Um, but I'll be honest, if you're not a book, if you haven't read the book, I would suggest you go and watch the movie first and then go and read the book at this point because but, you're probably not then going to go, oh, why did they take that out? Why haven't they done that? Why have they done this? How have they not done that? Because there are very key things that they've kept the same. And I've got to say, Simon Pegg, and I don't remember who played... Um, uh, Faraday, Hall- Halliday, sorry. Um, but he did an amazing name. job playing Halliday's character. He was a little drier than I thought he was going to yeah, be Yeah, but seriously, role, but he, he it, well. was, it, was, it was beautifully done. And I loved H. I loved Shoto and Daito. You know, Wade was brilliant. And, and um, Artemis, Sam, she just played it so, so well. Yeah, so so, so it, well. If you can separate yourself from the book. Yeah. And, and that's what I had to do. I almost had to say, okay, this is something totally different from the book. And if you can do that, you will really enjoy it. And then yeah. if you watch the movie, f- movie first and then go to the book, again, think of it as almost two separate entities. Otherwise, you will be disappointed in, in the It's not an they... Aragon. We promise you it's not an oh, Aragon. Aragon was horrible. We it's been... not an Aragon. But it... It's probably the same as um, the Goblet of Fire. 
Okay. Well, with, with how different it yeah. is. But I, th- I think people that were Harry Potter fans were more let down by Goblet of Fire. Because they, they, you can't. With Harry Potter, you can't separate yourself from the movie and the book. They're the same thing to, Yeah, to the but fans. Goblet of Fire is still an enjoyable movie. But in terms of the book, it's n- it's really apart from the book. Yeah, and, and that, that's why I saw the movie first because right after that is when I started reading all of the books and I hadn't read any of the books up until then. Mm-hmm. So, so I really did enjoy Goblet of Fire, but everybody that I knew that had read the book was just aghast. With, with, with yeah, how, because how it was my was favorite out. book and when they started doing it, I'm like, wait, what? Huh? No, this you did not funny. just do that. <laughs> it, Where's Winky? Yeah, and only Where's after I... Winky? Oh, because that was the whole yeah. Hermione and her save the, what was the organization that she made? Spew. Okay, Spew, to save all the, the house elves. Society of Protection of Elfish Welfare. There you go. But the one thing that made me super excited, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, Sean, look, look at the dude's belt buckle. Because he has a Thundercats belt buckle. And that made me super happy. The little bits in it, I mean, just little things like, you know, they pull out the Battlestar Galactica and the belt buckles and and just the little patches and things that come up. You could watch this movie four or five times. And me and Sean said, we cannot wait to get it out on DVD or something so we can actually slow play it and see how many characters we recognize because, you know, Hello Kitty is sitting in the library kind of like reading books and because every character in the Oasis can become anybody they want. They can have their own avatars. So, you know, you've got the Master Chief running through and, you know, we saw like... All of the turtles are like fighting, and Gundam you know the wing, iron giant. Yeah, so, so you, you huge amount in the battle scenes where you have this wave of people running. There are so many franchises, and we just kept sitting there going, "Is that Serenity? Is that this? Is that that? Oh my gosh, he's driving that!" And we're like. Ding, yeah, ding, ding. It was great. <laughs> You'll have a fun time uh, trying to catch all the Easter eggs that, mm-hmm. that are through that. So, uh, again, very, very, very enjoyable movie. Okay. Geek out, Sean. Was oh, it my turn? Yeah. You don't think it took long enough? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, the first thing I'm excited about is with Frank Miller. Uh, do, you, do you know the name Frank Miller? Yes, I do. Okay. Comic book legend is yes. Frank Miller. Uh, he, he's going to bring King Arthur to life for Netflix. There will be a live action ten part series. It has already been it has already been purchased by Netflix. Now, um, I, I don't know how many people really enjoy a good King Arthur story. I am one of them. I really do enjoy it. Uh, the movies have been really hit and miss over the years. That they haven't really ever been. You know, there was the most recent one with Charlie Hunnam, Netflix, uh, not Netflix, uh, King Arthur: Legend of the Sword. Uh, still, the one that was titled King Arthur with Clive Owen yeah. Knightley. that's one of my favorite movies of all time still even though yes I know it's it's not terribly the plot's not that great but it's well acted and it's a lot of fun I really enjoy that one so I do enjoy a good yeah a good King Arthur I'm just story. gonna I'm just gonna stop right now and just say sorry dad sorry dad my dad has got a thing about Peter Pan and King Arthur movies because they just keep bringing them out it's like you know flogging a dog to death I mean come on yeah, but- what, what, what is really cool about this is going to follow a, a young girl named Nemu uh, who is destined to be the Lady of the Lake. So we're actually going to be following who will eventually become the Lady of the Lake and a rogue mercenary with her. How do you become Arthur. the Lady of the I Lake? Exactly. I don't know. And, and you have a rogue mercenary who's Arthur that befriends her in some way. We don't know how. There will be a 10-part series that will be start as a season one. I'm hoping it goes beyond that. But I, again, w- with, with the storytelling and the way that Frank Miller can take this and make something I think really, really cool has got me really, really excited. And I said really, really a lot in that last couple sentences, yeah, but it's because I really, really, really But the really thing am. is, is what I, I mean, I, I understand why you like 
um, Frank Miller and I get it and everything else. But at the same time, the guy has a very dark look at things and he's got a very, very stylized look at things. And I'm not sure that's going to work for King Arthur. Why wouldn't it? I mean, King Arthur has been done every which way but sideways. And so now we're coming with the sideways approach. And I think it needs that because, yeah, the the last one, it didn't do so well. Guy Ritchie's take, which was the the legend of the sword. I still enjoyed it, but you're you're right. It might be darker, but it also might surprise you. I mean, yeah, I guess I'm just, there are so many more things they could be focusing on. And I'm just like, come on. This has literally been done to death. Step away from it. Do something else. I mean, just stop flogging the dead horse now. Please. Please. You could say the same thing about Star Wars. Quit doing Star Wars movies. And a lot of people are saying that. Why can't he do something well, though? Okay. Let him take on Buck Rogers in the 25th century. That's a begging to be remade. And that would be amazing to be remade. I don't hear many people begging to have Buck Rogers remade. You're hearing me saying, come on, let's remake Buck Rogers. Now I could see Duck Dodgers. Duck Dodgers in the 24th and a half century. I would go for a live action version of that. No. No? What's wrong with Duck Dodgers and Gossamer? You love Marvin the Martian. Who does not love love Marvin the Martian? Martian. Unfortunately, I prefer Buck Rogers. And although the pilot was pretty much the only thing that was great about that series. Exactly. It's still amazing. It's it's sci-fi, which makes it where it will probably get pulled out by Hollywood. All Hollywood does these days is recycle, reboot, and relaunch. No, no, Sci-fi or sci-fi will pull something and go, oh, look, let's make this. And then they have a brilliant series. And then they cancel it and make a crappier version, a.k.a. Let's see, Warehouse 13. Amazing. And then they make a crappier version than the librarians. Yeah, I never watched that one. Boo. Boo. Stop destroying good series. Or Stargate Universe, which I really did enjoy. Oh my gosh, yes, Stargate Universe. On a cliffhanger. Why? Why do they do that to us? And Terra Nova. Well, that was a fox. Well, fox again, Firefly and Firefly, Terra Nova. Uh, I know. Amazing. And then you cancel it. Okay. And that brings me to Infinity Wars. Now, this will probably be more like brain vomit because I've been learning so much about this. uh, And I'm not sure if it's really me geeking out or me just throwing up on you right now. Okay. So that's really what's going to happen here. Right. So so with Captain Marvel coming out and with Infinity Wars coming, I've been digging a whole lot into the history of Carol Danvers because to me – I was never a massive comic book fan, so she's one of the characters that's it's kind of fallen through the cracks, and I don't I have a lot know of knowledge. Much about her. knowledge I didn't even realize her. it was a female, to be quite honest. So there yeah, you, go. you kind of think Captain Marvel, it's a dude. Most superheroes are. Not, not to Which, be. Which, no, we're not being typing, sexist. But, you know, we know captains can be girls, but, you know, when you hear Captain America, you know, Captain Britain, they're all dudes. So, yeah, okay. Especially with DC doing a movie, Shazam, with my other man crush, Zach Levi. You just, you can't what? go wrong with Zach Levi. Wait, so he's going from Marvel to DC. What did what did Zach Levi do in Marvel? He was one of Thor's lackeys. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, well, he got killed off in the third, well, the third one, just recently. Yeah, he got okay, killed, he off, got in killed off in Ragnarok. Um, very, very quickly, though, you can't dispatch Zach Levi like that. Uh, but, but, okay, so, <laughs> but then you realize that Captain Marvel and Shazam are the same person. And a what? Like, mind explode. You just blow your mind there with that. I didn't even realize there was a character called Shazam, so there we go. But again, I'm not a DC girl, so. 
So, so, so technically, yes, they are the same person. And here's where my brain vomit will begin. But I, but I wanted to unwind this whole thing of Shazam, Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, Carol Danvers, and, and try to at least make a little bit of sense of, of what's happening here. Because more so, I was just really confused. But we'll back up to the 30s here. We need to go back in time. Can you travel to the 1930s? To the 1930s. So back in the 30s, Fawcett Comics, it was a small comic publishing house. Right. They published a superhero that was called Captain Marvel. Right. Uh, The character became massive and outsold Superman, which was saying something because Superman was king back in those days. Right. Now, the premise of the comic was based around a 12-year-old boy named Billy Batson. Mm-hmm. who could transform himself into a superhero by uttering the phrase Shazam. And like, boom, Captain Marvel. When the twin powers activate. Oh, no, no. Form of a bucket, bucket of, water. of water. That was the worst cartoon <laughs> ever. So, however, DC sues Fawcett. So Fawcett Comics get okay. sued in the 40s. By the early 50s, they, they relent. Like, you know, enough is enough. And, and uh, DC, which was also known as National Comics at the time, they won. Wait, how did they sue? So they sued because... Captain Marvel was too much like Superman, uh, apparently, even though they they really, if you look at the characters, there is nothing other than they were very powerful superheroes. There was really nothing that was the same. But DC was, they were all about all over the country. They were suing and trying to license Superman to be, this is the only superhero that can be out there. So now Fawcett Comics can no longer sell Captain Marvel, and DC just shuts down the line out of spite. Even though this comic line was outselling Superman, DC Comics shut it down just because they were just pissy. See, this is why I don't like DC. Okay. That I mean, it goes back, back, all back, the way back, to the 30s. back, all the way to the thirties. Now, and fast forward to the sixties. Now, in the years since then, there was a uh, since that court case, Marvel mm-hmm. Comics has now sprung up. Okay. Uh, and after years of non-use of the property by DC, they lost the rights to Captain Marvel, and there was this little tiny window where Marvel Comics was allowed to swoop in, trademark the character, and create a comic of that name. And so they had to do this very, very quickly. Within a, f- a matter of months, they created a character, created a story, and had a comic out. Just so they could steal that from from DC. Okay. Now DC didn't realize immediately immediately that this had happened. Okay, so they tried to then make their own Captain Marvel character in the seventies and realized, oh wait, we can't. Marvel has it, and so they had a call. They they called the comic instead Shazam, which was his catchphrase to become Captain Marvel. Yet they still called him Captain Marvel in the comic until the new fifty two, where they finally said, you know what, he's not Captain Marvel. That's not his name. Now he's just called Shazam. So there's a lot here. Carol, Dan- we'll get to Carol Danvers now. Now she is the seventh incantation of Captain Marvel, at other points known as Ms. Marvel, uh, who's sort of another character as well. But uh, the reason why she's the seventh is because Marvel just had to keep releasing storylines yeah. of Captain Marvel to keep the rights. Otherwise, they would lose the rights, like Sony did with Spider-Man, in, in where the they keep making way. crappy Spider-Man movies just to keep hold on to just rights. to hold the okay. rights. And again, in spite Marvel, so that Marvel can't have those rights back. But Carol Danvers, so her origin story then. It starts with an explosion with that Kree superhero whose name was Marvel. That's Marvel. Really, Mar-Vel yeah, I know. Yes. I've heard of him. Mar-Vel. Yeah. Good job, Marvel. Way to be a creative in your naming. Carol Danvers in this explosion, she gains the DNA of, uh, or, or her DNA fuses with Marvel. The, this Kree superhero. She doesn't really get those powers right away. It becomes like this split personality thing like and, phoenix or like superman um she, you know she she does not know she's this other this other other being she has no idea that she is this other thing and so she like legion if you've seen kind of legion still kind of knows that you, you, i'm trying to think i think in in, in uh, heroes the original heroes there was that character that ali larder played 
And oh, her character, yeah, 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 yeah. she would get really strong and she would be completely separate from the other yes. one. Yes. Even though I guess she figured it out eventually, but but uh, Carol Danvers doesn't know. And so she's working for a magazine and writing about this other character, right. Captain Marvel. And then eventually Professor X puts her mind back together. And even, even Roan in The Accuser was working with the Avengers at Wait, one point. Wait, so in this new Captain Marvel movie, are they going to bring in uh, Professor X? Are they going to bring in Charles Xavier? Uh, I, no. They they can't yet. I know Disney now owns the rights to the X Men and all of the movie rights to that, but I I can't see them bringing the X Men into the MCU just yet. Now, uh, apparently, I just saw uh, Kevin Feige, the director of Marvel Studios, for the next ten years they have twenty two movies planned, and he's calling that the conclusion. Even though we're only eighteen movies in now, they have twenty two more movies planned over the next ten years. So it's quite possible that in the next ten years we see X Men, Deadpool, those merge in because th- there are plenty of arcs where the avengers and the x-men work together could right. quite possibly happen it's not going to happen though in the immediate what three, do you where do you get to after um oh brain's gone dead infinity wars yeah where do you get to after that i mean you've you've already dealt with galactus now you're dealing with um what's his name come on hey, help me here Thanos. Thanos. You're dealing with Thanos here. So, I mean, like, Quill's already dealt with the ancients. I mean, what else have you got to fight? I'm not sure. Why go for this now? Why not bring in somebody a little smaller for them to kind of, like, build up and go, we're going to fight you off first before you get to Thanos? Because it does always feel like a letdown after one of these these major movies where it's massive, global, and now that this is galaxy-ending type event happening. Yeah. So, so how do you get down to the street level character again and, and feel as involved and it's as important as when the entire weight of the galaxy is on your shoulders kind of thing? Uh, on a side note, though, Thanos actually thinks he's saving the universe because uh, – and this may be where they're going to go with this, if that sentence made sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, there is apparently a more powerful thing that the builders that are out there that we'll see, I think, in the Infinity Wars. And to him, the only way that he can stop the builders from destroying the entire galaxy is by wiping out half of it, which includes Earth and the Avengers and all of us. And so what he is doing in his mind is to protect his half of the galaxy or universe. And even though it, well, it involves us being wiped out. I'm not saying this is where they could be going, but there are an ancient race known as the Builders. Uh, yeah, I've read that, that, about that them. Seeded life all across the galaxy that are wiping life out, and and that's really that really played into the Infinity War storyline. And I don't know if it's going to play into this or if that will be the next step, which is the next largest thing. Where now instead of just a created being Thanos that's there, it's really the creators of everything, at least in the Marvel world, the Builders. Uh, so wiping is Marvel going to try and kill God next? Is that what we're getting to? Really, in the Marvel world, Stanley and Jack Kirby are God. And I think even somewhere in one of the comics, they are referred to as such. We'll just leave it at that. At least Stanley in the Marvel world. Stanley is not God. In we're pointing Marvel this out. World. In, in the, the Marvel, Marvel universe, world. he just he designed everything. We understand this. He's not God, though. No, he's not God. Okay. He's God with a little G. Very quickly now getting back to Carol Danvers and wrapping it up. But she's fighting in a Kree scroll war, which I still think will be true in the movie. And and because of that, she's actually her powers allow her to be in space in the vacuum of space. She ha- she actually has very f- phenomenal powers. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel could swing the tide of the war, mm-hmm. and I really think she's going to come in to replace a fallen powerful hero, uh, possibly Thor, possibly 
Chris I Evans, don't think they're taking Thor out. I think Vision. Captain America but, but one, or one Iron our, Man is going to go or out. Vision even. What, one of our powerful powerful characters I think is going to fall and that's then where Captain Marvel will, will fit because we're going to see her in Infinity Wars. I think she's going to swoop in uh, and save that. But where she's been, it, it, it's been rumored that she was maybe in a, some quantum realm or got captured in some area out after the Kree Skrull War. Uh, again, Kevin Fage, the director of Marvel, just simply said, "Well, she's just been out there, so uh, she's out there somewhere." Okay. And where in where, the Phantom we don't Zone? Know. In the Phantom Zone, the Quantum Realm. Why do you keep bringing up the Phantom Zone? No, not the Phantom Zone. Uh, but but that's my. I've <laughs> well, got, if I've we're got doing end. Shazam and Marvel, I oh mean, come gosh. on, maybe she's in the Phantom Zone. She, maybe she is in the Phantom Zone. Uh, I'm going to say no. Okay. Computer says no. Do we have any more geeking outs? We don't have any more geeking outs, but um, I was talking to my dad, who is an avid listener to the show. Hello, dad. Hello. Um, And he came up with a really good little spot that we're going to start to include, and it is called... (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. My brain's gone dead. Hidden gems. Hidden gems. (laughs) Oh, that Marvel's gone to my head. Pausing for dramatic. Oh my gosh, no! It literally, my brain went dead. (laughs) You killed my brain with Shazam. Sorry. Okay, hidden gems, and we're gonna start doing this because it was such a cool idea. And basically, it's movies, TV shows, games, and the like, comic books that are maybe stuff that is either indie or really old that you might not have heard of, or you might not have even even thought hey is that worth a watch and there are some brilliant movies out there there's some brilliant tv shows out there brilliant games like comics. the original howard the duck film no yeah that movie was terrible yeah it was really, I, I don't recommend watching no. it <laughs> um, but there's some brilliant ones out there but we, you still should yes okay. we are going to um give you chances on the twitter feed on the instagram on the facebook page where you can put in your comments and you can tell us any kind of you know, if it's indie kind of like out there on the left side, the fringe sort of thing of a book, a movie, a TV show, anything like that. If there's something that you love that people don't know about, you need to let us know because we will get those things out here and then other people will get to know them and then they can geek out with you. And we have some definite ones that we'd like to geek out about because there's some brilliant movies, TV shows, etc. that we love and that my dad has also suggested that actually he's a really good thing. Hangar 18. Yes, you need to watch Hangar 18. But there's some brilliant movies out there that you need to watch. And if you're a true sci-fi fan, then if you haven't watched The Forbidden Planet, I know it's a really old movie, but if you haven't watched it, you do not know where your roots come from. Yeah, I think we're going to really have that as a social media feed type thing, or are we going to yeah. have that on... Well, no, now and again, when we've found something specific that we really love, we might bring it up and we might only do it as like a monthly kind of like little bit within the podcast. But it is going to be something that's going to be ongoing on all of our Facebook, our Twitter and our Instagram, which is all the GQG, by the way. Um, They're all out there. You can comment. You can put your things that you love out there. And if we see and we go, oh, actually, that was really good. We'll put it in the show as well. Yeah, and back to the Howard the Duck, though. Come on, back to the Howard the Duck. Some really good Marvel uh, trivia is Howard the Duck was the very first Marvel movie. Yes. Now, there was a Captain America in the 40s, but that was before Marvel was actually Marvel. So, taking that one out, Howard the Duck, you can now impress your friends with having who was the first comic book movie, and you will know it was Howard the Duck. Yeah, I don't know if that wants to be something you're proud of uh, it's good to have that kind of knowledge though you can wow your friends 
Really? When they say, no, it was the Punisher, or no, it was Spawn, or no, it was this or that, you can be like, uh-uh-uh. It was actually, because Spawn, wasn't Spawn a Marvel movie as well, or was that an yeah. outside? Okay. Howard the Duck, first Marvel movie ever. Yes. And now you've been impressed. Maybe we need to go back and watch this one. Maybe or not. maybe oh, I just need to go back and watch it again. That I think are best left in our past. Do you know one I tried to I watch can... Thundercats again. Do not go back and watch cartoons that you loved as a child mm. because you will ruin them. Do you know the one terrible. that I remember I liked that. more than anything, and I still I need to go back and watch it is the Garbage Pail Kids. I remember really enjoying that as a kid, you but I haven't seen really it for years. Enjoy it now. All right, we need to be done, though. Our time yes. here is up. With that being said, we would still love to hear anything you guys have to say. We'd love to answer questions anything really we love, we love yep. to respond so again the geek ug is our twitter instagram and facebook right now again the geek ug for the geek underground uh any last words or last thoughts oh it's just be unique and we will have martin back with us again um couldn't make it tonight because we've kind of missed him around this week sorry martin because sean wasn't feeling well so we've we've ended up doing it now but martin will be here again with us talking about all the game news but yes from me be unique and from the geek underground don't forget to be awesome and i think that's it yeah don't forget to be awesome bye, bye.